Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Gosh, okay, take two on this morning's conversation with Stephen Sean, your hosts here on the KLE podcast. Great to be with you again. (laughs) We shall try again and remember what we were talking about. So we include you in our conversation. Um, Catch you, (laughs) catch you up. Uh, We were talking about what beating down in spiritual warfare or something. (laughs) Yeah, well, just how people (laughs) over a period of time, because you were talking about the whole the whole war, how England as a little tiny island had taken over basically the whole world. I mean, they had, they were ruling in, I mean, from as far away as Australia, uh, South, I mean, Africa. I mean, they just, for a little tiny island, they had influence everywhere. Hmm. And uh, we were talking about the thing like for, um, oh, what's his name? Um, the prime minister at the time. Winston, uh, Churchill. Winston Churchill. Yeah, yeah. how he how he was almost like brought to a place in time to where he influenced a nation. And if he hadn't have stepped up and done what he did at that time, um, basically England would have fallen into yeah. the hands of the Germans. Exactly. And, uh, it just would have you know, destroyed some things. But that's where um, you need somebody who's not going to lay down. You need yes. somebody who's not going to sit back and just let it happen. Uh, I ran across somebody the other day. We were talking about spiritual warfare, and he just he just said, "Well, I just I just let things. I I I immerse myself into the presence of God, and uh, I know that that's going to take care of it all." Well, yeah, that'll take care of a lot. However, he still says to stand, and yeah. after having done all, remain standing. I mean, you still gotta you still have to stand for something you still have to stand up and and say something or do something because you shall have whatsoever things you say it doesn't say you might it says you shall have whatsoever things you say that's right and besides that you'll you'll have whatever you allow i mean it's right just, right you know, whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven whatever you loose shall be loose exactly. you got to do something with that exactly. you know it's like we we religiously we allowed uh, our schools, our education system to be lost right. to, to right. an agenda, you know? So we, and then we wonder why we're losing the next generation. It's just like, because we were passive, we, you know, and, and that's the thing is what you allow begins to happen. It's in a time of crisis that you find who is the leader, right. uh, the true leader, you know, it's like who stands up and makes decisive, not popular decisions, but makes decisive decisions. Decisions right. of conviction. In fact, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, I'll just let the law. We, we've got this, we've got one story, one story in the Bible where God told Jehoshaphat, uh, I don't want you to fight. I want you to right. just keep Stand quiet. Still. Yeah. Yes, and the battle is the Lord's. You know, we right. take that one incident and now we build a whole religion on that is that right. you don't fight. And, and yet God tells David, David says, do I pursue? And the Lord says, pursue. So, yeah. you know, is, and thou shalt surely overtake and recover all. 
Exactly. So is there, you know, is there times to stand still? Yes. Is there times that you need to take initiative and be proactive and go to war with the weapons of warfare? Yes, you do. I mean, right. the problem Why else do you is, have weapons? Why else do you have weapons of, exactly. your, of your warfare exactly. that are not why do you have dominion if you're not going to use it? You know, right. is that because again, it's the right to use might, authority, and power. So if you don't right. use the authority to exercise your power, what good is having right. it? You know, then we always relying on somebody else to do it for us. Right. And it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but you do wrestle. You oh, wrestle yeah. with powers, principalities, rules of darkness of this world. I mean, there's things that you do wrestle with. Yes. And like it says in James, I'm going to, I'm going to show, you're going to be able to see what I believe. You're going to be able to see my faith by what I'm doing out there. Right. Exactly. exactly. So whatever it is that I stand for, whatever, I mean, and that was the basic thing that I think I said before we shut everything down is to stand is, is a proactive thing. I mean, you're standing on something, right. uh, that which you already have hold fast till I come. Right. You know, so there's things that you do. Um, I think. Oh, dear, we frozen again. We are frozen again. Either I'm frozen or Steve's frozen or we both frozen or <clears throat> something has happened. But we might as well proceed until we get Steve back here. Um, yeah, so we basically, oh. yeah, you're back, <laughs> or I'm back, <laughs> or we're both back. <clears throat> I'm trying to mum, 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 waiting, mumbling away, yeah, trying to keep the trying to keep the recording going. I should have paused it. Why didn't I pause it? I don't know. Anyway. Um, well, I'm you, glad you were doing it because I, I was just sitting there staring at the screen. I didn't know. I, yeah, I thought it was I, done. I'm hosting the video. I can't, I can't sit, but I was like, I'm, 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 I'm. okay. Um, but yes, you know, that word standing, uh, two words, two words. Um, first, the word wrestle means hand to hand combat until death. Right. So that was a specific word, like the gladiator kind of um, wrestling. It was. Right like a gladiator wrestling, which means only one leaves the ring, uh, only one right. leaves the arena. And so it wasn't like, let's play around, I slap you, you slap me kind of thing. This was uh, serious wrestling. And then the word stand, of course, comes from, he was equating that to the Roman army. And um, the word stand there was um, a, a very war-like stand. It wasn't yeah, it's not passive. passive. Yeah, no. it's not a passive. So, so the, where he talks about your feet shod with the with the sandals and the preparation of the gospel, um, the the Roman sandal had spikes on it, and so um, they would go into battle and then plant themselves with their shields so they couldn't get pushed over. So they would, you know, lock their shields and stand, and then step forward again and stand. So he says when. When you've done all to stand, stand therefore. So keep on standing in the midst of everything and keep right. standing. So it's a proactive stand. Make a stand, uh, nearly. Uh, fight, then make a stand and fight. Right. But it's a progressive thing. Take ground. And if we consider, again, the whole concept of the kingdom 
being an empire nearly, you know, that's what, what it is, right, is right. an expansion of the empire. That's what the English did. They made a stand in a place and they would make a stand for king and country, right. raise the, the British Union Jack. And that was it. Once that standard had been raised, they would make a stand for that flag and for the king. And, yeah. uh, and like you said, if it, Winston Churchill had not have taken the stance that he did at that point in time, yeah. uh, England would have lost not not just her little island, but they would have lost every single colony that they had influence right. in around the world at that point. Right. Well, and that was, I mean, that was the thing is when when um, when uh, Germany sent Rommel down to when Hitler sent Rommel down to to North Africa, that was that was English um, right. colony. And right. so they went down there to to annex the English colonies. Um, I mean, immediately uh, Montgomery was sent down there with with these troops to to go and defeat them, and the, the Italians, of course, down there as well. So yeah, there's a lot of parallels, a lot of interesting parallels to the whole thing. But the thing about it was that you pointed out is that God raised a leader, and a leader comes in crisis. A leader makes right. a stand. A leader has to make a stand. Now, that's a, you know, again, our whole concept. He wasn't a righteous man. He wasn't a godly man right. necessarily. He right. was just a man chosen like Cyrus, a man yeah. chosen for the hour to do yeah. what it is that God was going to do with his plan and yeah. his stance within right. the world. He saved, he saved democracy. He saved the free world for Europe. If he didn't make right. a stand and and engage America to come and assist them. Um, if England had fallen, the whole of Europe would have gone. So right. in England became the base that they could launch into Europe. Otherwise, uh, Hitler would have ruled the whole of Europe. And that, uh, you know, who knows what that would have meant? I mean, you know, uh, Hitler and his cronies, they believed they should reign for a thousand years, you know? So, yeah. so yeah, and it wasn't just England, like you said. It was Africa. It was Australia, New Zealand. I mean, it was this was this was an influence around the world at this point. Right. It wasn't just, absolutely. It wasn't yeah. just that little tiny island. Yeah. So if they're taking over that and trying to take over the colonies, that was a, a amazing undertaking that they were yeah. doing, and they were doing it on multiple fronts at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. And. And being very successful at the time, if yeah. if if Hitler had not, or if uh, Churchill had not done what he did at that time, uh, like you said, that there would have been a standard that would have fallen, yeah. and um, well, at that point, the U.S. would have been kind of behind the ball. Well, that's right. I mean, because they would have had no base to work off. So right, so, right. Ireland was the base to launch into Europe from from there. But I mean, look what they had to endure through the Battle of Britain. I mean, it's just, it's miraculous if you think about it, you know, right. and yet it takes leadership, you know, nothing rises and nothing falls without leadership. So, you know, nothing continues, nothing succeeds without leadership. And, and we're not talking about positional leader as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. Um, we have to consider that kingdom leaders are not you are not to be this way. <laughs> so right. we go back to, you know, the, the leadership that we have to show, not just in position or in title, or, uh, but the leadership we have to show as, 
as kingdom citizens is we we are here to bring the kingdom of God, the kingdom influence, and right. not allow Satan to get that kind of stronghold to take to yeah. take his places. You know, I heard some uh, feedback the other day from something that I had sent out that that they just said, "Well, we're not really supposed to be taking dominion at this time." What? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm what going. What are you doing? they they just believe that you just come into you come into that relationship of a loving god and you just bask in his presence and and since you're so filled with with him and his presence that love permeates everything and everything is going to work out fine that's a bunch of hogwash well yeah then where, 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 where does the strategy of Jesus come in? Who is the king, by the way, of his kingdom, who now right. signs us the kingdom, and he says, go into every culture group and make right. disciples. Right. <laughs> you know, influence them to have a new way of thinking. That's what discipleship right. means. So where does that come in? You know, it's just like, that's my point. Is My point is, is that now... You know, I'm sitting in a country where the schools are progressive. Uh, the schools right. have been lost. The kids are being educated, you know. Into in passivity. They're being educated into passivity, just yeah. like, and that's what they want us to do is lay down and go to sleep. That's, and that's what we were, I was studying before we got on this morning. I was just looking up the word dismayed because all throughout the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, uh, it's talking about do not be afraid nor be dismayed. And I always wondered, well, why is that so important not to be dismayed? It must mean something more than just what I'm thinking it means. And the word dismayed means to be made prostrate because of fear or intimidation. You're broken down by violence. You're beat down and you're scared and discouraged. So therefore, you just lay prostrate. You yeah. don't get up anymore. You just lay down and you let whatever happen happens. Happen. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just, that's the thing that gets me is that passivity has been, has been pushed into us so much that we do not stand up anymore. We do not stand. And after having done all remain standing, we don't take up our sword. We don't take up the shield. We don't put on the feet. I mean, our feet, <laughs> we don't put on the shoes, uh, you know, uh, uh, with the, preparation of the gospel of peace even though it's gospel of peace there's a reason that it's peaceful it's because this kingdom brings peace exactly but there is a force in that kingdom because you do wrestle Absolutely. against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness i am told to go in and take down to cast out to whatever i mean i'm told to do that Right. I'm told to take dominion. I'm told to heal the sick, raise the dead, yeah. and tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I mean, that's a that's not passive. No, no, exactly right. And, and that's that's the thing. But you see, we religion teaches you to be passive. I hope you're still talking. Am I oh. talking? I'm talking. Yeah. Are you there? <laughs> I'm here. We are again. We're still having. We're still having difficulties, I guess, with our technology. The uh, yeah, the... still freeze up every now and again. But here we are. We're back again. <laughs> yeah, we're back again. Yes, we're back again. Um, at least the audio works. That's okay. As long as the audio is working, then it's still good. Yeah, and, and, and you know, um, now I've forgotten what I was going to say. 
well, as far as passivity, we were talking about passivity and, and uh, we we're almost training a whole new generation to, to. Oh, religion makes you passive. Because yes. religion says somebody up there, somebody in the hierarchy is more spiritual, more called, more gifted, more endowed than me. So mm -hmm. they will, you know, if they call me to the meeting, we'll all go to a meeting because they will effectively have it. You know, they will have the right team of musicians up there. They'll have all right. the right stuff, the right building and all the rest. So I don't have to do much. You know, I just have to attend and then I'm right. okay. As long as I attend, it's okay. But, you know, is that we've got to understand is that principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. I mean, you talk right. about rulers of the darkness. The word is cosmokratos. It means the strength of the cosmo. Uh, of the cosmos kind of situation. Right. It's about influence. Yeah. Yes, it's about the system that, who rules the system, who uh, who has the rulership in, in the system. And Adam gave up that rulership and we, Jesus comes to restore that rulership to us, that dominion to us. And we, we are not taking it up. So which means... It, we actually are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that's, for me, it's so simple. It's like two things. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Go into all the world and make disciples. That's it, period. There's just, is those two, from the, the start and the end of Jesus' ministry, which was not the work that he had to do wasn't just to go to the cross. That was the thing we need to understand. The cross was part of the work. In, in John chapter 17, he says to, he prays to the Father and he says, I have completed the work you've given me to do. He hadn't even gone to the cross yet. And what was that work was, he said, I have given the truth to those that you gave to me. Right. And, and they, they understand, they are in me as I am in you. And right. You know, yeah. And so. he was giving the, he was giving the parable too, where he says that, that it's like what, what we've got going on here is like a man who goes into a far land and he sets his servants over what it is that he has going on. And he yeah. says, now occupy till I come. Right. Now we've always said that that was a military term and stuff like that. I mean, I've heard that preached a hundred times, but it is actually a business term. Yes. It means it, it it's the word prag, prag it's the word we get the word pragmatic from. It means something that's so pragmatic, something that's so practical. normal. Yeah, something that's so practical that it's already set in motion. Now you just continue that right. till I come back. The, yes. the business is already accomplished. It's already done. Right. Now you step into it and continue it till I return. And that's what he's saying. Occupy or pragmati, whatever it is, whatever the word is, continue it yes. till I return because it's already set in motion. It's already an accomplished business. It's already succeeding. It's already done. Now you step into it. You've been given everything that you need to continue it. Now continue in the same power, the same authority, the same whatever that I begin this thing in. Right. And don't, I mean, be diligent about it. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a, a thing I sent out here, I don't know, a couple of days ago, uh, it says they asked the founder of Dubai. Now, if you think about Dubai, you know, what do you think about? You know, I mean, this is a very successful city. It's something that you just think about beauty and, and just 
strength you think about anyway dubai they asked the founder of dubai sheikh rashid rashad whatever his name is about the future of his country and he said my grandfather was on a camel my mm-hmm. father was on a camel i'm in a mercedes my son is in a land rover and my grandson is probably going to be in a land rover too but my great grandson will be back on a camel why is that because tough times create strong men strong men create easy times Easy times create weak men, and weak men create tough times. Many won't understand what I'm about to say, but you have to raise warriors, not parasites. Right. Oh, and that is when I read that. I mean, when you sent that out, I just thought that sums it up in just like <laughs> yeah, the whole situation we are in right now in the world. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly yeah. what it is. And that's what we are trying. It seems like there's a certain grouping or a certain um, leadership principle that's trying to turn us into a nation of parasites, yeah. a nation that will not do anything, that's going to lay down, that's going to be dismayed, that's going to operate out of fear. Uh, well, they won't operate anymore. They'll just lay down. Not. And they won't even be able to pick up a sword if they even thought they had one. The thing is, is that the devil, uh, you know, the rulers, the hierarchy of of Satan's domain is going to come after the church because the church is the agency of the kingdom of God, of the dominion of the kingdom. Now, whether you walk in your dominion or not, he fears the dominion that you can walk in. And therefore, he will, he will come for you. He will destroy or try and destroy or try and pacify or try and keep you in ignorance and to keep you dismayed so that you don't ever get to the place of exercising your dominion. Because right. when you exercise dominion, things change. I was listening this morning to the Bible this morning. You're a son and, of God. Ha! And that was, that was the thing is they said, when he calmed the storm, there was this huge mega. They were fishermen that fished on that lake, on that sea. And it's like the storm comes up. It says a great storm. The word is megas, nearly like a hurricane force to the point that these guys feared. They'd never seen anything like it. I personally believe that, um, you know, I know what you feel about that. But That's all right. Don't worry but, about me. Don't worry about when it. I look at, when I look at that and I see what they had to, what Jesus was going to do, something happened in the heavenlies. A conflict took place that manifests on the earth. Always, when you see, like when um, when Paul and Silas are praying in the city where they were being persecuted, and right. they start singing in the jail, suddenly the jail starts shaking and all the doors open. <laughs> A conflict was happening in the heavenlies because that city was, there was forces coming against the the influence of the kingdom of God in that place. And that manifested in the earth. So Jesus has this major storm trying to kill them. And the the disciples say, we're dying. Don't you care? Don't you care? Jesus gets up and says, hush. And everything stops. And then they stood back and they said, what kind of man is this? Right. That even the winds and the sea obey him. And we, you know, we this is all in line with what we're talking about is, yes, he didn't come as the son of God. He came as the son of 
man. man. Yeah. And so he was walking in the Adamic authority to right. show and demonstrate kingdom dominion right. to, take, to take over the... Yeah, and that which I do, you can do also, and greater uh, things. Exactly. And, you know, when, when, when we begin to put everything into perspective and we understand what Jesus was about, why did he go to the cross? To restore us back to the place that we can walk as the son of man. Not just the son of God. We are sons of God. But that we can walk in that Adamic authority that right. God set in the Garden of Eden. You will have dominion. I give you dominion and authority and rulership of all the works of my hands. We're supposed to be taking dominion. What we need to understand is that Jesus restored it as part of the whole assignment to reestablish the colonization of earth with the kingdom of God. And what is happening is, in fact, is that man is withdrawing from that. Even though we've been restored, we, we've been religiously caught up in a religious thing of just serving God passively as long as we go to the meetings and whatever. But, you know, we, we nearly live in a monastery kind of mentality. Right. We have our church here, but school, government, you know, business, everything, it's, that's all somewhere else. But here we right. are, you know, and, and my, my question always is, is how do we influence all those areas? Because we've lost a lot of that because we have this full-time mentality. You right. know, it's like, if I can get full-time, I can get somebody to get enough tithes and offerings to pay me to do my job. And I, you know, then I'm happy. And look at the model. This is a great model. You've got to follow my model. And then like everybody's now wanting to be full time or come to a meeting and whatever. But nobody's out there influencing and bringing the culture. While Satan is using scorched earth policy, right? Just flattening everything into subjugation. That's it. That's what he does. Yeah, including including the the church or what is supposed to be the kingdom of God. Yes. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, that's what I think I was saying that to you before we, we started the conversation or before we recorded the conversation. But is that we need to understand is that we can be happy with the situation. And as long as, you know, I was thinking of a, a king, King Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, great king, love God, love God, serve God, God throughout all the balls and the idols and all the rest of it. God heals him from death. The, you remember the prophet comes yeah. back and says, yeah, you're going to be, you, you healed and, and whatever. And he's so excited. Next thing, a little way down the line, here comes this um, whole foreign um, emissary from Babylon. And they come to visit him. All the, 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 the uh, State Department of Babylon comes to visit, you know, Jerusalem. And, uh, and here's Hezekiah. He's so excited to entertain these politicians. And he's so excited that he can, because, you know, he's thinking like Babylon is a great big country. And, you know, it's like, let's have good relations with them and let's keep everybody happy. And so gets them in. And he's so, you know, he's so arrogant in his religious pride now, in a sense. He goes around showing them everything. And the prophet comes back and says, who was it that was here? And he goes, oh, these foreign um, diplomats from Babylon. He goes, what did you show them? He said, I showed them everything, everything. Yes, everything. I mean, I showed them how wonderful we really are. I mean, what a great kingdom I've got. And what right. happens is if the prophet says everything, they are going to come and take everything. And, wow. and he goes, including your children's children, 
and put them into slavery and bondage and destroy what you know now. And, and so, he, so as, as Hezekiah says to him, he says, when will this be? And he goes, uh, in your, your children's children. And it says that Hezekiah thought to himself, well, at least it's not in my time. Right, right. At least it's not in my time. Isn't that crazy? That is ridiculous. And you see, that's the difference, I believe, between Christians and some other religions in the world, is right. that they work generationally. They, they say, we are going to take that country. We're going to take that nation and they will work. If it's not this generation, it'll be the next one or the next one. But we will do what we can now for them. And they will do what they can do, et cetera, et cetera. We're the only ones that think, well, I'm okay, Jack. As long as I get my, you know, I pay my tithes and I get blessed. Right. Yeah. As long as, as, long as I have my ministry and I'm able to do what I do. Yes. Or, or you know, I, I, as long as I can prosper and have my TV and have my car and have my house. And I can right. go on my annual holiday, you know, as long as I'm okay, Jack, you know, forget the next generation, forget, you know, the fact that my children or children's children have got to grow up. What are they going to grow up in? We should, right. we should ask politicians when they come and see us, you know, it's like, oh, you're very happy with the situation. Yes, yes. Okay. Tell me what you are doing for our children's children. What are you going to right. do for my grandchildren? What is it? What is the world? What, what do you offer? Don't tell me promises. Tell me right. your vision. Tell me your assignment. Tell me your conviction for the next generation. And I ask that for, of, of ministers and leaders and, and Christians alike. Okay. What is your passion for the next generation? What are you doing right. to build for the next generation? What are you going to do? What, what do you do? Yeah. You know? and that's what got Connie uh, uh, several years ago. I had some blood clots that went through my went through my um, lungs and my heart and it collapsed both my lungs and I was sitting there uh, on the couch not being able to breathe and uh, uh, Connie came home from work and or she called me up and she said I'm coming home I said okay that's great and uh, she said I have to come home I said okay so anyway she got home and she she was crying and she said what I saw was is that um, our children's children would be saying, Papa believed this and died. Papa believed this stuff and it didn't work for him. She said, I saw not only our generation, but our kids and our kids' kids to where the word of God was of no effect in their lives because nobody had stood up for it. She says, I know that the word of God says, if any two of you agree on earth as touching that thing, it shall be done for you. She says, I've come to agree with you right now. I may not believe on every single point that you believe on or the way you believe it sometimes, but I came to agree with you because right now nobody is. And we, at that point, we just spoke to the lungs. We spoke to the blood clots. And uh, the next morning I awakened and my lungs were reinflated and I was fine. But it's one of those things where are we going to let this stuff continue to happen? Because like she said, this isn't just for us. You know, this isn't just for my healing. This is what our, our children are watching this. 
Our grandchildren are watching what we stand and what we believe in. You know, they're why does the word of God really work? Yeah. Well, you know, Papa believed in that and, and it didn't, you know, or so aunt so-and-so believed and she died, you know, and, and, and I hear that over and over and over again. Well, I know people of great faith and they went ahead and died. In fact, I was ministering at a, a fellowship one time and I was supposed, we were helping them build this fellowship. Anyway, I just told the pastor, I said, I, I've got a, a word that we're just like the, we're like the Jews and uh, we're still looking for a savior, but he has already come. And he says, I'll oh, go ahead and share that. So I did. And I mean, and I just offered people to be able to stand up and pray for one another. We're sent into this for such a time as this. This is we're sent to the kingdom for such a time as this. Go ahead and pray for your brothers and sisters. Loose them, let them go, get them free. So anyway, they were praying for people. People were being set free from stuff. Finally, the pastor stands up and he goes, I want to tell you something. I've known pastors, men of God that have gotten a disease and have died. What makes you think that you're any better than them? He says, you are going to die in your diseases and your sicknesses. He's telling the people this. He says, so what, what are you doing right now? And I, and at that, that was my last Sunday there, of course, <laughs> but I just thought, you know, this is what you're saying is this is for the next generation. This isn't, this isn't about me and how I walk through this life and health. This is what my children and my children's children see. Are they seeing the power of God in this temple? Are they seeing the holy of holy? Are they seeing glory in this temple? Are they seeing glory wherever it is we go? Are these, and I hate to say it, signs following those, are, they, are we demonstrating the kingdom of God? If we're not, then we best get to that place where we do. Otherwise, we're going to, it's going to be like, they're going to say, well, Papa kind of preached that stuff, but it never really happened. Yeah. Well, walk in as much as you can so that they right. can pick up on what you walked in and take it further. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, that's the thing is what we think is, is that like it all begins and ends with us. <clears throat> and that's the, you know, when I'm driving the Mercedes-Benz and my, my children are driving the Land Rover, we get to the point where we are so passive. We just think about our Land Rover and our Mercedes-Benz and, you know, right, right, I'm right. blessed and I'm pro Jesus said this, Jesus said that after the, these things, after what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, what you watch, what you drive, what you live in. The heathen look for that. Is that he said, after these things do the pagans seek. Yeah, the pagans, yeah, that's right. That's right. So every Sunday we've got people sitting, waiting to hear how, seeking how they can eat, drink, wear, drive, live, whatever the story is. He right. said, but your father knows you need these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his right. righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Right. Don't compromise the faith. Don't compromise the truth. Don't compromise the word of God uh, just to get to right. be comfortable. Yeah, healing and deliverance is just one of those things. It's a byproduct of the kingdom of God. It is not the kingdom of God. Exactly. The it's kingdom of God is the rule. Yeah, it's the benefit of it. It's yeah. The 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thine diseases. I mean, that's and redeems your life from destruction. I mean, that's this, right. Yes. Yeah. Redeems your life from destruction. So there, there's it, it, it is not the kingdom of God, but yet it's a benefit of it. That's right. So, and it's a big, big benefit. I mean, God right. told Jesus told the disciples, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. So the manifestation of the kingdom influence coming into something is going to be the sick are healed, the dead are raised, the lepers are right, cleansed, right, right. etc. But that's the problem is that we've we're not we're not walking in that dominion and and the thing is it's not it's not something that comes by knowledge you don't have dominion because you know it you it's because you see it jesus said to his disciples he said to you it's given to see and to know the the mysteries or the keys or the truth right. of the kingdom of heaven the, or the kingdom of god he said to you it's given but to them it's not given because seeing they they see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear. And 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 uh, their heart is hardened and they don't understand. So they don't get it yet, but the progression is there. Then he said to them, he said, the measure that you give to study meditation um, upon these things is the measure that will be measured back to you again. Right. And so, you know, is you've got to take the light that you have, shine it. <laughs> you've right. got to take the... The, the salt that you have and salt it, you know, it's just flavor it, put it out there, what you have, and God will work the next generation and the next generation to pick up and layer on, on it so that the revelation grows from generation because he's still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. The generational God. Yeah. That's right. And so, and, and from Jacob, you've got Joseph, you know, so right. it's like, you know, you don't have... Abraham walked in what he saw in the stars and what he saw on the, in the sand on the seashore. That's what he walked in. That's all right. he had. Um, but yet we have Isaac, the son of covenant, picks up where his father left off, opens up the wells, begins to see a greater thing happening. Missed it lots, but still walked in it. Then we see Jacob, the supplanter, changing into becoming the prince with God, walking in a greater revelation of that. And now... Right. You know, some of his sons walk in a, well, Joseph specifically yes. walks in a greater Even finding a stairway to heaven, Jacob did. Sorry? Even finding a stairway to heaven, Jacob did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, the stairway to heaven. But, you know, I think about, I think God tells um, Abraham, the people are going to go into bondage. Right. And But I'm going to send a deliverer. And now we go through generations as God prepares a a prince. Right. Who first sets the pace in in Egypt, and then four hundred years later, and um, the next generations coming up as with Moses coming in to be the deliverer. And so you know we want it tomorrow. You know it's like so we hope that we can prophesy. <laughs> We saw this before the election. We see all the everybody prophesying it's not going to happen, and I go, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> but now we're prophesying it's not going to happen. Is that you cannot prophesy out of yourself out of something you behaved yourself into generation? Right. You right. cannot. It, it just doesn't work like that. We we want to stand stand and see the salvation of God and hope you know that 
that God fights the battle for us and he's going to just overthrow it. It doesn't work like that. Jesus yeah. said, you do not take a lamp and put it under a bushel, under a, under a covering. You take a lamp and you put it on a hill and let it shine. We've got to shine and that's influence. We've got to get out there and begin to influence um, take this dominion that right. we have and take it into the world. We have to. That's Isaiah 37, uh, when I was looking up the word dismayed this morning, it says, therefore, their inhabitants were of small power. And because of that, they were dismayed and confounded. And they became as grass of the field. And you think that's what the issue is here. We're of, we've become as small power. Yeah. And because of that, we're dismayed. We just we lay down we're made prostrate we're made we're made just to lay down and take it now and uh i'm i know i've shared this before but it just reminded me when we were talking about all this uh, um because there were two there were two witches in this particular place that we used to live and uh they came into the service and tried to break things up and whatever anyway they ended up getting healed. Uh, one of them in particular get, got healed from cancer and she went in the next day and, and they couldn't find the cancer anywhere. They x-rayed and x-rayed. She'd only been given a month to live and yet they could not find the cancer and they, and they kept x-ray they did about a couple x-rays. And she says, what is the problem? He says, I think there's something wrong with my x-ray machine. Cause there's just a white glow around where the cancer used to be. So anyway, they, they were over at our house and they were just, you know, sharing some different things. And, and, uh, one of them turned to the other one. They said, well, we got to go, we got to go catch the ferry. And, uh, cause we lived on a, a peninsula and you had to take the ferry to go uh, over to different places. And anyway, I said, do you need a ferry schedule? And, uh, they, they said, what for, um, the ferry's always there when we get there. And I, I looked at him kind of funny. And I said, so, so you're not waiting an hour and a half for the next ferry. You know, you know, right when the ferries, and she said, the ferry's always there when we get there. I said, how do you do that? And she looked at me in the funniest way. I think I've ever seen anybody look at me. Cause I've seen people look at me pretty funny a lot, <laughs> but she looked at me really strange. And she says, you know, our God, Satan told us to study the scriptures for in it are all the principles of the universe. So she said, we would study the different scriptures and the way, what we do is we use those scriptures and we use those promises. We use those principles for all of our um, spells, for all of our incantations, for everything that we do. That's what we do. That's how we do it. And she said, the main one that we use is if any two of you agree on earth is touching that thing, it shall be done for you. So she said, we just agree that the ferry's going to be there when we get there. And it always is. She said, the problem with you Christians, you just don't believe your God. Wow. And that shook me down to the core because I was quote a pastor at that time, you know, and I'd seen deliver, I'd seen people healed and raised from the dead and everything else. But yet these witches are sharing with me a principle that I had not grasped a hold of yet. And, um, uh, I thought I, I, as we were thinking about it, or as I was thinking about it just now, I was thinking about just your situation with your back. I thought, you know, you've been terrorized with that thing as long as I've known you. 
And right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just speak to those bones. I speak to those vertebrae and all those muscles and all the nerves right now. I loose that in Jesus' name. Sean is loosed and set free from that right now. Jesus Christ already bore his pain. He already took it. And by Christ's stripes, he was already healed. And I loose Sean, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, this does not belong in the temple of the Most High God. He is whole. He is delivered. He is set free. He is one who walks perfectly and uprightly before his God. And I loose him right now in Jesus' name. Now, pain, leave, and all those vertebrae, all the discs and everything else, be restored and be thou made whole right now in Jesus' name. This is enough. We agree it's touching this thing. Yeah. We agree it's touching this thing. Even though I can't touch you right now, but. We agree. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to touch me. Yeah. We touch each other. Please, please, right? yeah, please don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Yeah. Now, praise God. I receive that. Amen. I receive that. Praise God. I just thought about that because, it, it, you know, the, to be prostrate uh, because of terror, because of violence, because of fear, because of whatever it's it's to be beat down so long that you just remain prostrate concerning finances concerning whatever it is that we're dealing with it doesn't have to be across the board it's just even in that one area yeah Sorry. we've Sorry. been made we've been made dismayed yeah and it's time to get rid of that terrorism that terror yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's it. You know, is the Bible um, Colossians chapter? I think it's chapter one or chapter two. Um, it says that the Lord has translated us yes. out of the kingdom, out of the the dominion or the, the power of darkness, yeah. or the power of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom um, where we have forgiveness of sins. So, sin sin is what separates us from God and from our place of dominion. And right. so we've been translated. We don't have to stay in that in that power or that authority or that tyranny is another word. Yes. Terror That's of darkness. That's you know, we word. don't have to we don't have to live there, you know. So um we can we can we are translated and many times because we become passive. And you know, I know for me it was like this progression that just like slowly, slowly progresses and you take authority, but you don't you don't stand, you know, until right. now you, when you, you get to a point, point, okay. And I said to Michelle, the problem is, is that we've got to sort of undo um, 20 years of acceptance. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it doesn't happen overnight, you know, so like, like you've got to make a stand now and, you know, wrestle and make a stand right. and wrestle. And that's the same. So whether it's in your body, in your life, or, or in our influence in the nation, in a nation, whatever nation it is, um, we're going to have to get up and we can't get that somebody just prophesying it's all going to change. It's not going to happen. And we're going to have to make a stand as the body of Christ, as the church of Jesus Christ, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We're going to have to make a stand for these things. So right. um, let's, let's believe our God. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Let's believe our God. Jesus is still Lord um, of all. He's still Lord. Right. The only one with right of decision. Exactly. Exactly right. 
Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Steve, for the prayer. And hey, we just agree with you wherever you are and whatever you're exactly. facing right now that's holding you down, terrorizing yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and whatever tyranny is paralyzing you and keeping you passive and keeping you limited, um, is begin to believe in your dominion, believe in your God that's given you dominion, believe in what Jesus has done for you. And we add our faith to your faith, according to Matthew 18, 19, and agree with you for your healing, for your deliverance, for for your breakout that you need so that you can be, you know, the, the thing is, is healing for me, it's not that I can be comfortable. Healing right. or prosperity is not that I can be comfortable. It's so that I can do what God wants me to do wherever he wants me to do it, you know. So um, we've got to keep that in the balance. But so, you know, we release you and put our faith with you uh, to believe God for these things so that you break out to do and have dominion and do what God's called you to do as well. All right. So great. Thank you for being with us again. Appreciate your time and we love and appreciate you. And we'll see you in the next week. Till next time, this is Sean and Steve saying, hasta mañana. <laughs>